with the people, and I wanted to make sure that everybody heard what I had to say. Um, God, I think, is talking to us that we need to focus on each other and our love for each other and our ministry as a church, um, and we need to um, focus on not so much on worrying about a pastor, but we can have revival, we can have a move of God, we can have souls saved. Um, and I shared with them about the church that I knew about years ago that had 100 people and they didn't have a pastor for a year and, uh, and they grew to 300 without a pastor. So, I mean, it's all, this is all about Jesus. It's all about God. I also shared the fact that um, um, when I came here, God called us here. And there's, there's somebody that God's going gonna to answer the call. Uh, there's as many people in the church right now as it was when we came here. Uh, and then we had probably close to 100 people at one time. And, so we, and then we buried a whole bunch of people. You all know about that. But we had a bunch of godly people. But we, we, but we have a bunch of godly people now. Amen. That have replaced them. Amen. Uh, well, in a sense, I mean, we don't ever want to replace them. But, you know, God has raised up you. Amen. People of faith and vision and everything that, to God to use you now. And um, so uh, when, we came, when we came to candidate at the church, um, you know, the Parsons was in terrible shape. And they didn't have any money. If they had a snow day, I was lucky to get paid. Um, so, but... And we took a cut in pay. We made half of what we were making at the other church. But see, God over the years has blessed us, increased our salary and all that over the years and blessed us. This church has blessed us and the people have gone to be with Jesus and you people have blessed us, you know. So God has somebody that's going to answer the call, praise God, to minister and be in this church. But at the same time, let's focus on God. Let's focus on revival. Let's focus on uh, each other and loving each other and just and focus on getting in the presence of God. I mean, that's what God wants us to do, you know. And the other thing is, uh, they didn't ask me to say this, but I want to say, I, I, Chris gave me a piece of paper, but I left, I don't know what I did with it. But anyways, um, Stephen, when he was here, he'll be back. He's just having a lot of health issues, you know. Just keep praying for him. He's got bronchitis now, you know. His surgery's doing well, but he's got bronchitis. He just can't seem to get that bronchitis, get rid of it, you know. And you guys know you went through that. So anyways, uh, and, and he'll be back. But and when he was doing stuff and he was on the board, and the board that we have now, the board has always been efficient. They've always done what was, is right. They've had 17, 17 people. Some of, a lot of them have declined to come. Other people didn't respond and everything. So let's understand something that the board then and now is doing their job. It's just a matter of us praying and believing God for the right person. And so 
And, and another thing I want to say to you too, you know, when you do have candidates or if you have somebody come in, you know, because you haven't had a pastor so long, you know, just don't, just jump at a pastor just because you need a pastor. Make sure it's the man for the church. Make sure it's the man of God. So I wanted to share that with you, but I just wanted you to know that, you know, that the, the board is, <laughs> and people, you know, doing their part, people are praying, but you know, God is with us and we have the presence of God and, 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 and we, we love the Lord, amen. So, amen. So I just wanted to share that with you this morning, amen. Uh, Genesis, the sixth chapter. You can turn there, praise the Lord. Uh, today, we, we want to look for a few moments how God, by his grace, delivers his people from judgment. God knows how to deliver us, the godly, out of temptation, the word of God says. Hebrews 11:7 says, By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the, the which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is faith. What was he warned of? He was warned of the judgment of God that was going to take place. He didn't see it, but he believed it. Amen. And he really had to have faith, praise God, because it took so long for him to build the ark. You know, it was, it was 120 years. So, you know, he, you know, he believed it was going to happen. Amen. I believe, praise God, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I believe that God's going to deliver us, praise God, from judgment. Amen. But I'll get there in a little bit. Amen. He became the heir of righteousness. He believed, but it was by God's grace. Aren't you glad about the unmerited favor of God? Amen. I, the, in his mercy and his grace, praise God, delivered them from the judgment of God. Notice in chapter 6 of Genesis what God saw. Verse 2, the, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were uh, fair, and they took them wise of all which they came. And the Lord said, my spirit doesn't always strive with man, that for that he also is flesh, yet he, amen, his days shall be 120 years. So he gave a specific time. And then we see in uh, verse 5, and God saw, amen, that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Then in verse 11, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Amen. And then, chapter, and then verse 12, look at it says, And God looked upon the earth. God saw all this. And God sees what's going on today. Amen. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And then it says here, you know, we said that God doesn't always strive with man, and there is a specific time that he gave, 120 years. What, how God's long-suffering, isn't he? 
The end then, he said in uh, verse 13, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Okay. So, in other words, God is saying, I'm going to pour out my judgment. And, but Noah's life, amen, came by God's grace. We look at verse 8. But Noah, amen, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Aren't you glad that you found grace in the eyes of the Lord? Amen. But there, these are the generations, verse 9, of Noah. Noah was a just man and a perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. So we see here that Noah's life came before, by God's grace, and then through Noah's faith, and he walked with God. Noah still sought communion with God and in righteousness kept himself separate from the moral evil of his time. Amen. So as he walked with God, he, he still had a relationship. Just think of it. All the people, there's only eight souls that were saved, but think that what he, the environment he lived in, we read all these scriptures, what God saw and how evil everything was, how corrupt things was, but yet, praise God, Noah still sought communion with God. And he kept his self separate from the world, amen, and the moral evils of the world. What a lesson for us that we can learn, praise God, because of his, it's our, his grace that we're saved, and I won't get ahead of myself, praise God, and it's through faith and separation of ourselves from the world, praise God, and the evil around us. And it's similar to the days of Noah. And the word of God tells us, you know, that our hour, the coming of the Lord, and I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but the coming of the Lord is going to be like it was in the days of Noah. And look how bad it was in Noah's time. But yet God told him to make the ark. Praise God. He said, make the ark. And then Noah, praise God, in verse 22, thus did Noah according to all that God had commanded him to do. And the Lord said unto Noah, come thou and all thy house, in verse 1 of 7, all thy house in the ark, for thee have I seen a righteous, amen, this, before me in this generation. So, and Noah did, verse 5, Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him, and Noah went in, and his sons, verse 7, and his wife and his sons wise with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Verse 10, and it came to pass after uh, seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. Praise God. God, amen, for 40 days and 40 nights. So God poured out his judgment upon the earth, but praise God, amen, he knows how to deliver the godly, and he went, because of God's grace, that unmerited favor, amen, the love of God, amen, he delivered him, praise the Lord, because he walked with God and kept himself, and he did exactly what God wanted him to do. So he delivered him from the judgment of God. Then in... Uh, the 19th chapter of, <laughs> praise the Lord, the 19th chapter of Genesis, 
it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah. And it talks about um, the Lot saw the, the two angels and he took him uh, into the house. The men of the city wanted the, them. The angels smote them with blindness. Uh, they told him to bring his family out for they were going to destroy the place. You know, the, uh, amen. For we will, verse 13, for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxen great before the face of the Lord and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So, you know, the angel of the Lord. And so for, for they were uh, going to uh, destroy it. So his sons-in-laws, he talked to them and uh, they wouldn't go. They thought that he was mocking them. But then notice what verses 15 and 16 says. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take this, thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold, I like this one, laid hold upon his hand and upon his, uh, the, the hand of his wife and upon the hands of the daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought for him forth and set him without the city. Wow. Amen. So there was an urgency. Amen. And it's just like we're going to get to it in a few moments. There's an urgency in the hour that we're living. Amen. And there was an urgency there. And it says here that he lingered. Amen. You know, and so what the angels were saying is, hey, you can't linger because judgment's coming. You've got to make sure, amen, you get out. Amen. Just like people need to make sure, praise the Lord, that they're right with the Lord. And so Lot lingered, and the angels took the family by the hand and brought them forth. I really never saw that before. All these times I've read that scripture, you know. But hey, it's almost like, come on, we've got to get going. Because the judgment of the Lord is going to be upon this place. But then notice verses 17 and 18. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape from the, for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. In other words, get out of town. <laughs> Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto him, Oh, not so, Lord. Behold, now the, thy servant hath... Look at this. Thy servant has found grace in thy sight, and thou has magnified thy mercy. Amen. No, he was in a state. He was vexed by them all the time. And I sometimes I have a hard time understanding that he was a righteous man, praise God, that he was there. But uh, it, it doesn't say anything about that they ever bothered him. So he, he, he didn't mess with him. But anyways, he says here that he found grace. And God's mercy was magnified, which thou hast shown unto me in the saving of my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me. So then, you know, God is real good to him. So verse 21, he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing, also that I will not overthrow this city for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, 
escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore the name of the city was called Zor. The judgment of God could not be poured out, praise God, until his people, until they were delivered. Amen? Until they were taken out, until they escaped, praise God, the judgment of God did not come upon them. And we see the correlation between you and I as we're going to move forward. And so he, he, could have, he couldn't escape to the mountain, but God provided means for him to escape to Zor. Now, that would not, that he would not be punished. So Lot entered into that city, and that he escaped, praise God, so uh, the judgment of God was poured out. God destroyed the city of Sodom and Gomorrah in verses 24 and 25. Uh, yeah, 24 and 25. It said, Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which were, uh, grew upon the ground. But notice, <clears throat> but his wife look back behind him and she became a pillar of salt. You know, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. What a lesson that is for us. Praise God. Once we decided to follow Jesus, amen, we're not going to turn back. Amen. I don't want to, we're going to see this in a little bit, but I don't want to experience the judgment of God. Amen. So there's no turning back for me. Fifty, oh wow, 54 years. I, I can't, can't do that math this morning. It's too much for me. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But notice, you know, he, she turned back. You choose to serve God. There is, and when you do, make that decision, there's no going back. Or you will be judged. The Bible does say that your name can be blotted out of the book of life. If you turn back and you go back into sin and live in sin, you know, then, and you're not right with God, then you're not going to make it. So we can learn that lesson from here. Unless you will be judged. Lot was delivered from judgment because of Abraham's prayers. We go on, praise God, in verse 27, and Abraham got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in the which Lot dwelt. How many people are going to be make it to heaven and not experience the judgment of God because someone intercedes for us? Thank God for the people. I'm saved today because of the people that interceded for me. For the people that prayed for me, the people that encouraged me, the people that, that uh, quoted scriptures to me, you know, that, I, that's why I'm here. I, I don't even think you can comprehend or I can comprehend 
The people that have prayed for you and I over the years that has helped us keep the faith. Helped us. But they were delivered, praise God, from the judgment of God. Amen. He experienced the grace of God. Amen. And the mercy of God. And it was delivered from that judgment that took place. Um, God also, he provided a place for him to escape to Zor. The Bible tells us there's no temptation taken as common as man. He will not tempt us above which we're able to bear, but will make a way for us to escape and bear it. You see, God made a way for him to escape. But he had to make a choice to go to Zor. He had to make a choice to escape. And even in you and I, when we go through things in our life and temptations and trials, God will make a way for you to escape. There's no excuse for us. Because God will make a way. Amen. We just have to choose the right path. We have to, we have to make that decision. Praise God to make that choice. Amen. Now, at Jesus' birth, what, what was the angel declared? That Jesus was going to save his people from their sins. Hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. That he would praise God. And he announced that we are savers that we would escape the judgment of spending eternity in hell. Spending eternity without God. Billy Graham once said, the worst thing about hell, praise God, is an eternal thirst for God. Because God's not going to be there. Can you imagine? Can you imagine coming to church and God's not there? Can you imagine getting up in the morning and praying and God's not there? Hey, can you imagine what it would be like when you pray in the Spirit and pray in tongues and you didn't feel nothing? Praise God. But He's there. Amen? And so, amen, for us to escape the judgment of God. Now, John 3, 16. Whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but hath everlasting life. So there's death and there's life. You can perish or you can have life. Jesus died on that. He, God gave us the gift of his son, amen, so we could have eternal life. He goes on to say that Jesus didn't come into the world to judge the world or to condemn the world. That's not what his purpose was. He didn't come to, ju to judge the world or condemn the world. But through him, the world might be saved. So that they would not have to experience the judgment of God. Would not have to experience the wrath of God. Now we're talking about the judgment of God and God delivering us, praise God, in the present. Because I have, all, you know, when I was a sinner, I had the sentence of death. I was dead in my sins and trespasses. But when I got saved, praise God, God give me everlasting life. And so he goes on to say, He that believeth is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, already because they don't believe on the only begotten Son of God. All the people that are walking around the world right now they don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, amen, and that blood has not been applied to their lives through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
Wow! What do they have? They are condemned. They're condemned already. Praise God. See, the thing is we want to see is, amen, they're condemned already. We're saved already. They're condemned, amen, and they're going to experience the judgment of God. But you and I have been saved from our sins so that we don't have to experience the judgment of God. The Word tells us, amen, in uh, John 5, 24, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that has sent me shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. When you and I got saved, we passed from death unto life. Amen. We escaped the judgment of God. We received eternal life. Amen. Our future is not hell. Our future is not uh, uh, destruction or, or uh, being tormented in the fiery furnace. Amen. Our future is uh, to be with Jesus and to spend eternity with him. We have everlasting life. We're not condemned. Passed from death unto life. But as, amen, but as many as received him. Receive Jesus as their personal savior. Receive the finished work of Calvary. Receive what Jesus did for them on the cross. But as many as received him, to them gave he what? The power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. <clears throat> How'd you become the sons of God? Amen. What's the power? Grace. I've told you before that grace is the unmerited favor of God, but grace also is the power, presence, and blessing of God upon your life. So God, through the, you know, how are you born? The Bible says that in order to see the kingdom of God, you have to be born again. In, in order to enter the kingdom of God, you have to be born of the, the water and of the Spirit, praise God, you have to be physically born, but you have to be born again by the Spirit of the Lord. And so it's the Holy Spirit, praise God, that we are given new birth, praise God, that we, the power of God to save us, the grace of God to save us, praise God, even to them that believe on His name. So it's, then we go over to Ephesians, for by grace are we saved. Amen. For by grace are we saved. How? Through faith. You and I are going to, we already have escaped the judgment of God because we believed on Jesus. We've already escaped because of his grace, because of his love. Amen. That he drew us. Amen. You can't come to God unless the Father draws you. Amen. We've been drawn to, amen, to God. And it doesn't matter uh, if we had some kind of experience uh, that, that God, we woke up uh, spiritually all of a sudden, hey, I've got to get saved because you know, I almost died or something happened or some mishap or whatever. But all I know is, is I went to church and I heard a message of salvation of what Jesus did for me on the cross and how he gave his life for me and how he loved me, praise God, and also, amen, he loved me, but also, if I didn't receive Christ as my Savior, I was going to go to hell. I've never heard a message like that 
For 12 years in the church that I attended, I heard about God's love, but I never heard about the saving power of Jesus that I needed to get right with God in order to spend eternity with Jesus. And so, you know, I heard that message that morning, and, I, and just like by the grace of God, I, I went to the altar, and I wept, and God saved me. How did he save me? He saved me by his grace, his unmerited favor, his love. He saved me through my faith in him, that I asked him to forgive me of sin and come into my heart. Nobody led me in a sinner's prayer. Nobody took me aside, praise God. I fell on my face. Oh, God, forgive me. Cleanse me of sin. I realized that I was a, a sinner, and I was repenting of my sin, and I was receiving Jesus Christ, and I asked him to come into my heart, and I received him as my Savior. Well, all that happened, and that all has happened with you, praise God. <coughs> so we can know that we have Escape the judgment of God now. Amen. Spiritually, you have escaped the judgment of God now. Amen. I thank God for that. Amen. I'm not going to be judged. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, and she mentioned it this morning in Sunday school, are you going to enter the broad path that leads to destruction? Or are you going to enter into the straight gate that leads to everlasting life? Hallelujah. I thank God for everlasting life. I have life in Jesus. He that has the Son, John says, hath life. Amen. So we already have that life. It's not just like, okay, I can enjoy the presence of God. I know that Jesus is in my heart. Praise God. But I have a life. And I'm living that life through faith in God. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, yet nevertheless I live. I'm living. But it's not I, but Christ in me. Praise God. I'm living this life with the help of Jesus. I'm living this life with Jesus in my heart. But it goes on to say, praise God, uh, you know, I'm crucified with Christ, yet nonetheless I live. Yeah, but the life that I now live, I how? I live through faith in Jesus Christ. I live in faith in Him. And that's how, praise the Lord, I have escaped and you have escaped, praise God, the uh, judgment of God. You know, the Bible tells us in John, in whom, mm, in whom the Son is set free, is free indeed. Hallelujah. You're free. You're free from sin. You're free from the penalty of sin. Amen. You're free from going, you know, being judged. You've escaped the judgment of God already. You have the life of Jesus in you. You're going to spend eternity with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. John, sixth chapter, in verse 40. <laughs> Paul, forget it before I do. John, sixth chapter, verse 40. <clears throat> and this is the will of him that sent me. 
that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up in the last day. Hmm. And then in verse 47, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Not going to have everlasting life, hath everlasting life. Amen. We have passed from death unto life. Amen. We, we've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And so we, are, amen, have been saved by his grace through faith in him, been saved from the judgment of God. Amen. But I, I like it. It goes even farther. Amen. The Bible <clears throat> talks about the judgment that we're going to be. See, what a wonderful stories of, of, uh, of Noah and Lot. Examples how God delivers the godly. Amen? But also how he has delivered us now from our sins. He's delivered us from the penalty of sin. <clears throat> He's, you know, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He has delivered us from the guilt of sin. There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. He has delivered us from, praise God, the power of sin. Amen. Sin has no more dominion over you. You're not under the law. You're under grace. Romans 6.14. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, getting on. We're not only just for our sins and... and uh, and, and, you know, and spend, uh, and spend eternity with Jesus, praise God, but also, amen. Oh, I just need to remind you. <clears throat> Some people talk, oh, uh, you're going to be judged. When you stand before the Lord, you give an account for everything. You're going to give an account for the works that you've done in the flesh, whether they're lasting or temporal. Your sins, the moment you believed and received Christ as your Savior, were nailed to the cross with him. Amen. He, he, he paid that price for us. So that we, you know, the Bible says that he redeemed us. That means to be liberated or, or to be uh, set free for, by a payment called ransom. Jesus signed the deed with his atoning blood. Okay, got to go move, moving on. Thank you, Jesus. And we'll be delivered out of this world before the wrath of God is poured out. Daniel, can you put that up? Daniel 12, 1 and 2, Paul. Amen. We're going to be delivered. And then I'll turn to another one where you got that, okay? Yep, thank you. Amen. At that time, <clears throat> shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, tribulation, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time, amen, thy people shall, thy people, 
We are his people. Shall be delivered everyone that shall be found written in the book of life. And many of them that, are, that sleep, amen, those have gone on to be with the Lord, in the, in the dust of the earth shall awake, praise God, some to everlasting life and some to shame, everlasting contempt. There's, a, there's going to be a resurrection for those that are in Christ, amen, to life, but there's an always a resurrection where people are going to stand before the judgment seat, I mean the, the white throne judgment also. In 1 Thessalonians, and we all know that the book of Thessalonians, Paul was trying to correct the fact that people were saying that the rapture had already taken place. And so we go to chapter uh, 4, starting with verse 14. We're going to go through the whole chap that rest of that chapter, Paul. Amen. 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose, even so then also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. And for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. In other words, talking about the living and those who have gone to be with Jesus. Amen. And for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven. Hallelujah. With a shout. With the voice of the archangels and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together in, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen. Jesus is coming. You know, he, he told us, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. In my Father's house are many mansions. Amen. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself. Aren't you glad that God has room in heaven already for me? He had a has a place already. Now, what that is, you know, the extent of what that is, we sing, I have a mansion on the hilltop or whatever. All I know is I'm going to be with God. Amen. I'm going to be with Jesus, praise God, and he's going to be my God, and, 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 and we're going to be his people. So, and we comfort that, praise the Lord, that the people that are dead in Christ, they're, amen, they're going to rise, and the Lord is going to come. He's going to shout in the voice of the archangels. And then go to chapter 5. And uh, verses 1 through 11. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. Hmm. Praise God. All you have to do is read Matthew 24 and Luke 21. All you have to read, praise God, is, uh, you know, the uh, different uh, scriptures. There's false prophets, false teachers in the last days. Uh, there's going to be uh, scoffers. Uh, they're going to say, where's the coming of the Lord? And there's, uh, you know, there's all kinds of things that is evident. And boy, I tell you what, you know, every one of us in this room realize that what's happening in California is unusual. What's happening in the world is unusual. What happened in the month of February for us was unusual. Praise God. God and wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and all these things, praise God. It's evident that Jesus is coming soon. But the one thing that we want to see, <laughs> amen. I'm not going to be left behind when he, when he comes. 
is science. He says, no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. We see that in Matthew. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as a travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. People that aren't right with God, amen, are not going to escape. Amen. And but ye, brethren, are not in darkness. Woo! Amen. We're not in darkness. <clears throat> We're of the light that the, they should uh, overtake you as a thief. In other words, the seasons and everything is not going to overtake us. Amen. We're aware of everything. We're, we're making sure that we're right with God. We're making sure, praise God, that, that uh, you know, the, our sins are under the blood. We're making sure that we're being obedient to the Lord. In darkness that he should overtake you as a thief. Ye are the children of light. And the children of the day, we are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us <coughs> watch. Woo! Let us watch and be sober. What does Matthew say? Matthew says, praise God, you don't know the hour he's coming. You need to watch, you need to be ready, and you'll be working when Jesus comes. So here it says they, 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 uh, that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day... Be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for the hel and helmet, the hope of salvation. Jesus is our blessed hope, amen? He's the hope of our salvation. He's the hope of us, praise God, being saved from our sins and having eternal life. But he's also the hope of us being delivered from the judgment of God that's going to take place upon the earth. For God hath not a... This is my favorite scripture. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Amen? That we're going to go to be with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another as also you do. That's what we're doing. <clears throat> we're encouraging one another. Amen. That the Lord is coming. And we're encouraging ourselves that we are the children of light. We're the children of day, praise God. And that uh, <clears throat> you and I, God has not appointed us to wrath, but obtained salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Then also, uh, Revelations 3.10 You get it, Paul? Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Another scream. <clears throat> because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Amen. God's going to keep us from the tribulation. He's going to keep us from the outpouring of his wrath. Now, I'll throw this in here. Second Thessalonians tells us that 
before the Lord comes, there's going to be a falling away. And then the man of sin is going to be revealed. If we are in the tribulation, who is the man of sin? Now, he might be living. He might be in the world. You might guess or whatever. But we don't know who the man of sin is. Amen? So, I'm not, you know, the man of sin has to be revealed. And so God's going to take us out before the man of sin is revealed. Because peace and safety it talked about. It's going to have that peace thing with, with the nations and stuff. He's going to be somebody that's going to come and pull the Jews and the, the uh, Christians and, and the uh, Muslims and every, everybody together. You know, we see evidences. We see things that are happening. Praise God. The Bible says that there are going to be tribulations, but not the tribulation. Amen. And I, I don't believe that I'm in the tribulation. Because I think it's going to be a lot worse in the tribulation than what it is right now. And I believe, praise God, that God is going to keep me so that I don't have to go through the tribulation. I think that God's going to deliver me from the tribulation that's going to come upon the earth. But I think that the signs of the times are that it means that people can't take God for granted. This is the, the time of, uh, this is a day of salvation. Amen? And we cannot, the Bible says, neglect our salvation. Man, we need to stay fine-tuned. need to, amen, in prayer and believing and in the Word of God and overcoming and, and, and living for Jesus, praise God, because He's coming. And what's the wonderful thing is, is that 2 Peter 2.9, give me that, Paul, please. Praise God. You can... People talk about going through the first part, whatever. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Amen. God knows how to deliver us. Just like he delivered, praise God, uh, Noah before the judgment. Just like he delivered Lot before the judgment. Just like he's a deliver he has already delivered us from our sins. Amen. We already have everlasting life. We're going to be with Jesus. Amen. We have life in God. And we're not going to be punished. We're not going to perish. Praise God. We're going to spend eternity with Jesus. And so then, amen, what a wonderful thing that we are going to be saved from the judgment that's going to come upon all the earth. The tribulation period is going to take place. Now, huh. What is this all about? I said last week, I said that this is a message of celebration. Praise you, Jesus. Celebrating. Praise God. I'm celebrating the fact that I know how God has delivered people from judgment before by His grace and through faith. And I know, praise God, Amen. I celebrate the fact that God has delivered me by grace. Amen. Through faith. 
And God will deliver me in the future, praise God, as I put my hope in Jesus, amen, and put my faith in Him, praise God, by His grace, He is going to deliver me in the future from the tribulation that's going to take place upon the earth. What a celebration. Amen. Hallelujah. To my loved ones, let me say, that will surely come a day when the Lord shall come again and take his bride away. For there's going to be a meeting and with hallelujahs greeting, I'll see you in the rapture some sweet day. I'll see you in the rapture. I'll see you in the rapture. I'll see you at that meeting in the air. There with my blessed Savior, I'll live and reign forever. I'll see you in the rapture some sweet day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. One chorus and then we're going to go. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. With joy we welcome His returning. It may be morn, it may be night or noon. We know He's coming soon. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. With joy we welcome His returning. It may be morn, it may be night or noon. We know He's coming soon. Jesus said, Amen, that uh, in whom the Son is free, set free is free indeed. But he said, if you be my disciples, if you continue in my word, amen, the truth shall set you free. Now, did I say anything that you didn't know this morning? Probably not. But we need to be reminded of the basics of what we believe. Amen? We need to be reminded of that. And so, you know, yeah, there's no profound message, no thing, praise God. But it was the message from God. It's God. It's truth. And God has delivered people in the past to give us the assurance that he'll deliver people now and in the future. And thank God. I thank God that he delivered me from my sins. I'm thankful that he gave me eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. And my destiny is to spend eternity with him. And I thank God that he's going to, those that know the Lord, that the blood-bought, blood-washed Christians, they're going to go in the rapture. 
But if we're not right with God and our sins are not under the blood, then we need to get right with God. We need to make, make it right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to say this morning, amen, if it's anyone, close, eyes closed, praise God, anyone in this place today, that your na name is not written in the book of life, that you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and invited him in your heart and believed on him for your salvation. If there's anyone this morning, we want to give you the opportunity to know him. We want to give you the opportunity to have your sins forgiven and to be cleansed through the precious blood of Jesus through faith. God gives the grace it's not of yourselves. It's a gift that God gives you. We can't, we can't go in some behavior modification or some way of trying to do it in ourselves. We can't get into heaven by our works and try to do things that are good. But we are saved through faith. It is the gift of God of eternal life. And God, if you don't have that gift and know, know him, he wants to give you that gift this morning. So his eyes are closed, and, you know, I want to know if there's anyone that says, Pastor, you know, I'm not walking with God like I should. You know, I, I, I'm not where I should be with God, but I want to be. Just slip your hand up this morning, and we'll, we'll pray for you this morning that you want to be right with God. You want to be ready. Amen. That you want your... Not to be judged now, but you, amen, you want to be ready if the rapture takes place, amen, that you're going to escape the judgment of God. So is there anyone this morning, okay? Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we close this morning. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so full and free. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I encourage you to have first-hand faith. You're hearing me. I encourage you to have first-hand faith, not second-hand faith. First-hand faith is you getting this word and knowing this word and believing and standing on this word. There's a lot of preachers. And, they, and you can listen to preachers and, boy, wasn't that a good message and he said so-and-so and everything. But how much of God's truth do you know amen so that you can stand on I, I read something one time about secondhand faith and um, a person you know people sometimes rely on other people's faith I don't care if you're a husband or a wife or a friend or daughter or whoever you are amen you can't rely on somebody else's faith you have to rely on your faith in God's word. Amen. That's important. 
Lord, would you close in prayer today?